0: Welcome to the May Contain Wine podcast, brought to you by Wine, Women, and Wellbeing. I'm your host, Lisa Webb, and together we're gonna get to know incredible women doing all kinds of interesting things. So grab a glass and get ready to be inspired by the amazing women in our global community. Hello, my friends. Today, I am here with Tiffany. She is the founder of Divorce to Destiny, She holds positions at X-17 Labs and serves as advisors for organizations, including WM Nexus, Ethical Markets, and N'Jovu Foundation. Tiffany has three nationalities and three continents she calls home. She went through a high-conflict divorce that included high-conflict custody changes, international litigation, and religious trauma. Because of this experience, Her experience was that family court systems are totally unprepared and uneducated for dealing with high conflict family matters. She knows the real victories are not in the courtroom or to be measured in dollars. They are in our ability to claim our power, our sacred life's purpose. Hello, Tiffany. How are you?
1: Hi. Yeah, I'm doing really, really well on this beautiful Southwest France day. We're spoiled. (laughs)
0: Yes. Right. Yeah. Very lovely. Thank you for being here today with me. Um, for people who don't know you and haven't come across you yet, I just I really wanted to talk to you because I feel like with everything that I don't know if we're still in the middle of it. The yeah. are we processing it? Are we there yet? The last couple of years with the pandemic have really taken a toll on relationships. I think. And Mm. I think a lot of people are finding themselves in new situations, new family dynamics. Um, I know that this pandemic has been hard on a lot of people's marriages, some worked through those struggles and some now find themselves in very different places in their lives. So can you share with us your journey into how you became a conscious divorce coach?
1: Yeah. I, you know, this, what you mentioned in the place in society where we are right now and the choices that we're making as kind of all of the, all of the, let's say all the silt and the residue at the bottom of the ocean is getting stirred up by the waves and the storms. And we get to reevaluate and take a real look at um, who we are and what we really want out of life and what are the ways of living that we want to keep and what are the ways of living that we now have the opportunity to kind of reinvent mm-hmm. and so i i consider myself lucky to have divorced before this time because i know that adds an additional layer of challenge with everything else that's changing in life at the same time and i divorced in 2012 and you know i did like a lot of people do the first thing i did was go to google <laughs> Start looking up, you know how, how to divorce, what to do, the, you know, this 12 steps that you're you're meant to undertake. Um, and found them largely unsatisfying. and to be honest, they were really they were really difficult because the conversations being held in the public sphere around divorce growing up, and then what I was seeing reflected online were the failure of your marriage, how to recover from, disaster, or when your whole life falls apart, or how to survive, um, and how to heal. And, you know, those are all thoughts and stages that we go through, but it doesn't end there. And it certainly isn't the story for many people who divorce is, for many, this is a new beginning, that's a long time coming. Um, Something that is in and of itself healing, Mm -hmm. leaving a bad relationship is healing, Um, reinventing yourself, in ways that is more aligned to who you want to be and what you want from your life is healing. And it's not a matter of failure or survival, even though you have survived a lot probably in getting to that point, but there's a deeper conversation about who we are as people and um, not defining ourselves according to our marital status or our divorce status, or, um, you know, there's there's just a, a much more evolved conversation to be had around that. And I wasn't seeing that there, which is, you know, what invited me to start having those conversations.
0: Right. And that's probably, I think that happens for a lot of people in, in different areas of their life. When you don't find what you need, sometimes you have to build that. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and the courage that it takes to build that is also to be celebrated. You know, I'm not like advocating everyone should get divorced. It's just (laughs) the best, but (laughs) but I, I celebrate those that have the courage to leave a detrimental marriage.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Takes a lot. So what was your healing journey? Like you said you went, so how do I get divorced? Let's Google this Google can't help. How did you get there? How did you heal? How did you, all of these things? What was the process? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, see, I don't recommend taking my path per se, I'd say, i <laughs> I say I had to do it the hard way. And I had to learn all of the things to kind of put me in the position that I am now to where I can speak to all of those things from experience, right. but it's not what I would recommend to somebody. So I, I stayed in my marriage long enough and had sacrificed enough of myself to where at the point that I asked for a divorce, so at the point that I left was a matter of survival for me because I felt that I was dying within that situation. And it was at such a point of survival that I didn't have a properly thought out game plan before leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, I had thought maybe three steps ahead, not 10 or 20 steps ahead. And I certainly hadn't gone hadn't gone through the emotional part of it because I honestly didn't have any guidance to go through the emotional part of it. I didn't know, the questions to ask. I didn't thriving. know where to look. I, I was just, I was just out of there no matter what, because I had to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't, you know, to me remaining in that situation would have been akin to death because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to be myself. So, okay. so my path was really one of going day, day by day of, what do I do? How do I do this? Um, researching as much as I could. And, and then I got into the entire spiritual aspect of it, which was since I grew up really religiously, the whole guilt and shame thing was like a big thing for me, you know, and, mm-hmm. and with my family and with my friends. And it was um, a big leap of faith that I took kind of to go against that social, cultural and religious programming. Um, How did did you
0: navigate that?
1: Yeah. um, Well, (laughs) I I would say that it required a leveling up to the point of ego death. What was attacked and what had to break down were the illusions and the facade of myself that I had built to fit into being good or pleasing or, or doing the right thing, quote unquote, that I found really wasn't the right thing. It really, for me, was the very wrong thing. And it was very detrimental to me and my own health and my own well-being and my spiritual life. Because when you're making yourself suffer in order to maintain, you know, um, these kinds of religiously impo- imposed and culturally imposed rules and regulations, that's not authentic. That's not authentic to your your spirit. So I had to choose myself and my own soul over the construct that had been laid out for me, and over what other people's projections of how I should live were. Um, and that, that took a lot of strength, but at, at the same time, it just took a lot of surrender, really surrender to, hey, you know, I'm, I'm giving all of these, I should do this, I should look like this, my life should look like this, it should have been like this. Um, this is what mothers yourself. are, this is what wives are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I had to give, I had to surrender those.
0: Yes. And so you've gotten over that and now you talk about yeah. conscious uncoupling. So what is, what does it mean? What's the difference between conscious uncoupling? Like, how is that different than divorce?
1: Yeah. So, so conscious uncoupling is a term that was coined by Gwyneth Paltrow when she and her husband, Chris broke it off. And it's the the idea of making a positive choice for yourself and a positive choice for your spouse in harmony to break the marriage or to end the marriage. And you know, the, I guess the term "break" is really a wrong one there because they're they're redefining their relationship. So, you know, they go from married partners to co parents and friends, and it's a restructuring of the agreement or restructuring of the contract but saying that it's a conscious uncoupling is saying that they're doing this with their eyes open, probably their hearts open, their arms open um, in a way that's beneficial to everybody involved and in a way that's not going to cause heartache to their kids. Um, And that's possible and it's beautiful if you have two people that are consciously and lovingly discussing what's best for them
0: together. I feel like that and that's be, rare. I was going to say, I feel like mm-hmm. that would be, because you usually people hear about people like, oh, I can't stand my partner anymore. I'm getting divorced. Yeah. They're, they're a horrible person. So when I hear you talk about this, I'm just thinking you would have to both be in this space where you are really working on yourself and and knowing yeah. yourself enough to stand in your own and be, this is the best decision and and like you said, oftentimes like the kids, the kids get the short end of the stick, so to speak. Um, it's hard. It's hard on kids, and to have if if a child were to have two parents who could consciously uncouple, hmm. opposed to be at each other's throats, I just imagine that that would be a game changer, really.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, like what you said about the examples that we see in society is either you're a loving couple and you want to stay together forever, or they're a horrible person that's destroying your life. And you just want to like run away from them as far as possible and, or wage war with them. Um, and those are the options that were presented. And, you know, you don't see other options of people saying, I I really love you and I've loved being married to you, but now I feel myself going in a different direction and I feel like you're not going in that direction. Um, You don't see these conversations out in the public eye. And then you hear things like, Oh, kids are traumatized by divorce. Kids of divorce grow up and they can't have good relationships or, you know, they're just heartbroken and they need counseling and they need all, um, And that's really a misinformation that's going on why and widely accepted misinformation. It's not the divorce that injures the children. It's the behavior of the adults, whether they're married or not married. And if they consciously uncouple what you're exhibiting to the children is a really beautiful, respectful, loving way to treat another human being. And when you see couples that stay together for the kids, but really don't get along, really don't like each other, mm-hmm. and perhaps are sacrificing their own well being and their own joy to remain in that marriage, quote unquote, for the kids. What you're showing as an example to the children is how to be unhappy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how to sacrifice your own well being and happiness to maintain a facade or an illusion. That's what you're and teaching the kids.
0: For those kids, that's what a normal relationship looks like because that's what they've been modeled. Yeah which is very important.
1: And, and then imagine how they would grow up sacrificing their own well-being and happiness. And, um, and even worse, when there's fighting within the home, it's far more detrimental to have a, a home with a lot of strife and crisis than to have two separate homes that are going to be more peaceful. Um, right. And that is something that we're not taught.
0: That's right. So what happens if one person wants to consciously uncouple and the other person is just not on the same page? Like, have you come across that? What do you do? I
1: I came across that on a very personal level (laughs) that that was my situation. Um, And, you know, interestingly enough, that was my proposal. When I left the marriage, I I proposed a conscious uncoupling, uh, which he agreed to. Okay, Uh, And then subsequently behind my back went to wage war while I was consciously uncoupling. So, so that can happen too, but uh, you know, the reason why I started creating materials, course materials and coaching materials around this topic is because people were coming to me who were very much in this perspective of wanting to do things correctly, wanting to do things with integrity and love. Um, But also wanting to find themselves again, wanting to empower themselves again and reclaim themselves um, and their own lives. And there was nothing out there for this. Also, people who were dealing with somebody who might have a mental illness, dealing with somebody who um, really wanted ill for them, and knowing how to... (laughs) How yourself to stay in integrity and to stay in wholeness and to stay in a perspective of love when you're dealing with somebody who's out for out for blood. How do you do that? That's that's what I focused on um, because that was my experience. And you can. It, it's it's the most incredible consciousness school you might ever go to.
0: So you talked about how you help people learn to love themselves again because. In a way, if people are going through divorce, it's a full chapter of their life. They are starting their life over again, basically, because their life is in a completely different form. And sometimes they might not know what to do with that. They might not even know who they are anymore. So, how do you help people re fall in love with themselves? Love yourself first. How do you do that?
1: Yeah. So as you said, when you're in a relationship with somebody, there's a big entanglement that happens. Um, there's a logistical entanglement and a financial one that's important as well, but even identity-wise and even in your hopes, goals, and dreams, you've already enmeshed them with this other person and you've had a vision of the future. You've had plans that have been entangled with somebody else. And then when you remove yourself from that, you, you need to start over at Who am I and what do I want? And that can be really challenging when you haven't asked yourself that question for five, 10, 20, 30 years,
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: because you weren't the object of the question. Right. (laughs) So, and maybe, you know, you have questions about your family and how do I be a mother in this situation? And, um, and it's a whole process of truly undoing. I mean, when we unravel all of the shoulds that we talked about before, when we unravel all of other people's desires for us and the plans that other people had on our life, when we get right back down to it, you know, we're each so unique. Mm -hmm. And so I call it spicy. I'd say, you know, we each have our own flavor in very specific ways. And when we allow ourselves to um, uncover that and kind of, magnify it or i'm saying aromatize but i feel like it's just this blossoming of what makes you really especially you Um, it's it's like any kind of nourishing that you would do Um, but but it starts with untangling all of your thoughts and i i'd say that you you get to a place of ground zero you get to a place of silence when all the monkeys and all the circus and all the different stories around you need to come to a halt. Um, and it's a beautiful place to start because it's a really powerful place. Then you are not getting pulled in all of everybody's different directions and different, different um, designs for you, but you're grounded in, in the truth of who you are.
0: So what does working with you look like? If someone were to come to you, you would start, you would start with that. You'd start with the unraveling. What do you do with people who say like, let's say someone's listening and they are going through a mess. They don't recognize their life and they're hearing this podcast and they're like, oh my God, I'm going through a divorce Mm -hmm. and I'm turning to Google. I I am Tiffany turning to Google. Um, (laughs) What do you do with them? How do you help them?
1: Well, you know, the best case scenario, I would say with anybody is one-on-one help, just because each situation is so different. And if you look at couples and their dynamics, every single mix, every single cocktail that you might have with all the different combinations of people on planet Earth is so unique to their couple and the life they've built together and the thoughts that they've had are so unique to their couple. And, um, so, you know, they might be at a place, which happens commonly that they've already wanted to leave for 10 years. And for five years, they've already been making plans, or they might be at a place where they have just found out their spouse has cheated on them and they've left in overnight and they haven't processed anything. Right. Um, so it can vary largely and depending on where they are, it's really good to, um, See, for me, it's the pain points because when your life is in crisis, you feel so much disruption and pain and distress within yourself that the the important thing is to get out of the fight or flight mode, ASAP. As soon as you can, whatever thoughts or whatever things that are happening in your life that are triggering that fight or flight mode are urgent. And then once you flip the switch on, okay, now I'm thinking clearly. What am I doing? Where am I going? What do I want? Who am I? Then you can really do the work. Um, but you know, not everyone can afford one-on-one help. Of course, that's a luxury. And um, a lot of people in divorce situations are also in financial crisis, which is why, um, well, I'll, I'll finish up with the one-on-one. I think it's important to talk through specific tools specific mind exercises and to know the right questions to ask. But then also, you know, taking different tools that I've gleaned along the way, because it's been a few years that I've been researching this now um, and applying those tools at specific times is the best thing to do. So that's what I do. Essentially we'll prescribe, (laughs) prescribe quote unquote different thought exercises for them to start, figuring out who they are and what they want out of their life figuring out the areas that need healing figuring out how to have healthy relationships in the future all of those you know specific goals and and how to deal with the the kids um how to talk to the kids uh, um, how to deal with the psychology of money and what's going on there um and how to get out of fight or flight so i'll kind of prescribe those kinds of things but for people who you know, are just looking to go through a program or something low cost or just looking for any kind of direction, I made an online program, which takes you through kind of the stages of what it is like. Yeah, I, it is. And um, it's called the Thriving Through Divorce Masterclass. But it's, you know, at first it, it, it's based on four wings. And the concept is being the phoenix, which rises out of the ashes and rebuilds itself in you even stronger and more glorious than it was before, which I think is really, really true. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, If you should have the courage to take such a journey, it's really, really true. Um, But it first starts with the burning and then it starts with the ash, and then it goes to the ash, which is ground zero, right? Mm -hmm. Where you've cleared the noise, you've cleared the circus. And now you're getting to the juiciness of who you are and, and what you're building for the next chapter of your life. And then it start. and then the third part is building up your wings. And then the fourth part is flying again. So, you know, you're, you're taking yourself from a place of grief to a place of healing and forgiveness, working through all the anger, working through the autopsy of what has happened, why it happened,
0: right?
1: How to not have it happen again. <laughs> um,
0: Don't make the same is, mistake. Fix, fix, yeah. broken. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, which is, see, what, what happens if you don't do this is you're bound to repeat, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't do the self-investigation and the healing work, you're bound to repeat it because we get the same lessons over and over. So, yeah, so going through that and then forgiveness doesn't mean forgiving the other person. You know, forgiveness means coming to a place where y- you've surrendered. You're okay with what's happened. You've made peace with your story. And perhaps gotten even to a place of gratitude for your story and what's happened. And then you can, it is the, uh, and the place of gratitude is the place of power because now you know why it happened and you understand that it was for you. It was for your good and it was for your learning. It was for your development. You can get to that place. Then you can just, you can just soar from there because then, you know, you claim the power of your own, Ability to create your life, um, yeah, and, and from there, really, anything's
0: possible. It's amazing, and, um, and you're you're a shining example of this. And so, if someone is listening and they're going through, and they are like, "I need to get to that place. I need to get to that place yeah. of power that you were just talking about," how can people find you? Tell us where to find you.
1: Uh, they can find me on my website. It's uh, www from dot from divorce to destiny.com from divorce and yeah, from divorce to destiny.com. And if they want free resources, kind of, you know, little tips and to stay in touch and to get into the vibe of, you know, what this healing process is, they can find me on Instagram, same title from divorce to destiny on Facebook. I have a private group as well, same title from divorce to destiny. And, um, yeah, I, I would say that you know, even opening yourself up to having a process like this and being conscious that there is a better way to do things and this could actually be you know, the trampoline to getting you into who you really want to be, it's a great place to start from. It's even, you know, it's even better than starting from a comfortable life where you're moderately happy because then you don't have the momentum behind you at that point in that comfort to speed ahead and really make massive changes for, um, the next chapter of your life. So, you know, when you can harness that chaos, that beautiful chaos of everything's changing, when you can point that in the right direction, you can really like go light years ahead. You can skip a decade or two.
0: Thank you so much, Tiffany. Thank you for the work that you're doing for the people that you're helping. And I hope that there are people who are listening to this, that find their way to you if they need that in their life, because we shouldn't have to go at these hard things alone. So thank you so much. Yeah,
1: I'd love that. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening, friends. If you like what you've heard, subscribe and recommend us to a friend. Head to winewomenwellbeing.com to find out more about what our community is all about and reach out to us on social media. We'd love to connect. Until next time, stay classy. Stay kind.